Hello and welcome to November 2023's five-day free and live workshop, Get Unfucked. If you missed it live on Instagram or if you just want to listen to it in your ear again, we have it right here for you on the podcast, okay? And as you know, on the fifth day of Get Unfucked, which is this Sunday, November 19th, doors to the Unfuck Yourself Academy, November 2023, open and you can enroll. Now, if you are on the wait list for UIA, then you get access to a special code for $400 off of UIA the first 48 hours. And you also get early enrollment a few hours before it actually opens. Either way, enjoy this year's November 2023 free and live workshop, Get Unfucked. I have it right here for you to listen to. Let's get into it. So today is all around self-image, healing, and embodiment. What is self-image? Self-image is the way that we perceive ourselves and the way that we believe other people perceive us. Okay. Now, why this is so important is because like we talked about yesterday, we are going to experience back from the world how we feel about ourselves. So if we are constantly critiquing, judging ourselves, calling ourselves these names, saying all these horrible things to ourselves, or uh, and and or not seeing our full potential and just our value that our soul is just because it already is that, then we will attract situations, places, circumstances, people, all the things that will uh, also not see that back, okay? However we are being toward ourselves, all of the things that we are saying and seeing in ourselves is what's gonna get reflected back to us. So if we aren't seeing our own value connected to our own innate value as a soul and just us being us, what's the energy and frequency of money? Value. How do we want someone to see us in relationship? Valuable. If we have a brand or a business, or even if we are working somewhere, we want to, we desire for the people we're working with to see our work as valuable. You only ever have two problems. You may think you have 79 (laughs) or 500, but it always stems down to two emotional root causes. One of them being self-image and the other one being self-love. Self-love is your ability to put yourself first and make yourself a priority in your own life. Self-image is the way that you perceive yourself and the way that other people perceive you. These are the two root causes, these things being um, not as high as they could be, are the two root causes of every single problem you have ever experienced in your life, I promise you, guarantee. These two things are the keys to the fucking universe. You you solve these, you shift these, and it will domino effect into every area 
of your life. The energy and frequency of money is value. Value, pay for things with money, right? Something's valuable, you pay a lot of money for it. It even affects money situations in your life. Okay, so what we're going to be diving into today is all things around how to heal the self-image wound. Because again, it is not your fault that it's been created in there. That is just the belief systems you've taken on from the influences that you have grown up around. However, it is our responsibility to shift it if we desire different outcomes in life. Now, remember what we talked about yesterday. We cannot solve a problem from the same frequency that that problem was created in. So if we try to solve the self-image wound from trying to change our face, trying to change our hair, trying to change our trying to change, 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 or achieve, 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 it's never going to solve the problem. We're going to change something. We'll get that temporary high. We'll put a temporary bandaid on it. That temporary bandaid will fall off. And then we're going to feel back to the way we originally felt. The only way to actually get, be free and clear of this thing inside of us for good is actually healing the root cause, healing it internally within us. Obviously, I'm all about getting hair done, buying cute clothes, putting on makeup, whatever. Obviously, duh. I mean, fucking look at me. I get my hair dyed blonde. Like, I obviously. But it's about the intention behind why we are doing something. There was a time in my life where I literally couldn't leave the house without makeup on. There was a time in my life where I literally felt like I needed this spray tan and bleach blonde hair and like crazy eyelash extensions to feel like I was attractive or to feel like worthy enough of uh, being out in the world. And all of those things are great, but what intention are we doing those things from? Is it from, oh, I feel good internally and I want to have an extension of that physically? Or is it, oh my God, I literally, I'm a, don't look this way, I don't look that way. I'm so ugly, I'm so this, so I need to go do this thing to like make me feel better. We can be doing the same thing, but what's the intention behind it? I love to buy new clothes. I used to buy new clothes to like feel something because I used to be really like not confident, really just like critical of how my body looked. And I used to go just buy clothes to like make me feel better some type of way in my body. And then I realized that wasn't working. So after doing the inner work, now I want to buy new clothes because I'm just fucking quantum leaping all the time. I don't resonate with the old clothes. I need new clothes to match the new energy I'm in. So it's the same thing. It's just the intention behind it that is different. Okay. So what we're going to do, I'm pulling up my notes because I have so much to talk about with this. And like, I don't want to forget anything. Um, this is like, obviously my favorite, uh, favorite, favorite, favorite topic ever. Um, Okay, they're not loading on here for a reason, so we're gonna, gonna see if they load. So uh, any questions so far about this, about self-image so far? Uh, achieving things outside of you are not going to heal it. 
And we sometimes think that we are going to get complacent if we heal the self-image. Sometimes we think, like I used to think, if I'm not hard on myself, I'm not going to achieve anything in life. But what had happened was we don't manifest, we won't manifest how we feel. So I was constantly being so hard on myself. And if you don't know, I used to pro dance. So TV, film, commercial, I trained heavy in dance. And I remember I was 18 living in New York City and I went to a So You Think You Can Dance audition. If you don't know, it's like a show where like it's basically like a dance competition show. And I go to this audition and it's in New York City and it's fucking freezing cold outside. It's in the middle of winter. I get there at four fucking a.m. I'm waiting in line outside for like five hours until they let anyone in. Okay. I go inside and uh, immediately I'm like, I'm like, fuck, like I'm putting all of these people who are judging my dancing on this insane pedestal, insane pedestal. And so what happens when we do that is we immediately lower our self-worth because we are now saying what these people are saying about us means something about me. Okay. And when a second we do that, we are taking our power and giving it away for fucking free giving it away for free. All right. So the second we decide that someone else gets to determine how we're going to feel that day, we've lost, we have lost the game. So I backstory with dance insanely hard on myself, never was good enough. The whole shebang. I would train constantly. Even my senior year of high school, I uh, convinced the school to let me out of school early. <laughs> I would only go for like three hours in the morning so I could go train and dance. I was training all day, five hours a day. Then I would work out. I'd work out for like two hours a day. Then I would go home and I would stretch. And then I would repeat the next day and I would like starve myself. And I would uh, do all of these things, okay? And in my head, I was the hardest worker that there could be. And I thought if I'm really hard on myself, if I force myself to work hard, then I'm going to be the best. However, we get responded to by the world based on how we feel about ourselves. So I didn't feel like I was the best. I was working hard from a place of not feeling good enough. I'm all about working hard. Like I love a good hard work. Obviously I run a business. I love to work hard. However, where is the place we are doing it from? Are we working hard because we don't feel good enough and we feel like we have to work through these things to get more worth and more value or are we working hard because we feel inspired because we just want to bring the value we feel and we want to make it a physical thing into the world it's not about what we're doing it's the intention behind why we're doing it so my intention behind why i was working so hard in dance was because i never felt good enough and i thought if i wanted to be a successful dancer, I had to work my ass off, work my ass off, work my ass off, like suffocate myself, suffer, suffer, and uh, force myself to like not go hang out with my friends because a pro dancer wouldn't do that. They would train and dance, not go to like the school football games or dances because I had to go, I would force myself to go train and dance. And no one even made me do that. Like it was like me making myself do that. And uh, Again, not from a place though of I am love myself as a dancer and I just want to keep improving and, and tapping into my fullest potential as a dancer, but from a place of 
you fucking suck. This person's better than you. You better get your ass in there so you can compete with them and be better. And we think that's helping us. And in some ways, it can look like it's helping us. But then fast forward to now my first audition ever I go to the So You Think You Can Dance one in New York City when I'm 18. It's my first like professional dance audition I've ever been to. So I go, I'm like waiting in line. My fucking toes are freezing. My body's freezing. I'm outside. I take a, um, I used to get prescribed prednisone, which is like a type of steroid for asthma. I used to have really bad asthma. So I would save some. I would take one before because it gives you a lot of energy and makes you like wired. And it also makes your joints really flexible. So I took one of those and I would take those to like for before auditions, like, uh, cause I was unwell. So I would take those and then uh, I'm like ready to go. Right. I go to the audition and I put all these people on a pedestal and like, oh my God, this is gonna be on TV. Oh my God, these people, they, they are more important than me. Like they determine if I'm good or not. They determine how I'm gonna feel the rest of the day. And I go in there and I just fucking forget how to dance. Like I literally like don't remember how to dance. <laughs> I like everything I've trained my whole life for, I forgot. <laughs> I didn't remember, I like couldn't move. And uh, I was like falling over in turns. Like I could do all these crazy tricks, like forgot how to do them, just couldn't, <laughs> didn't remember how to move my body. And it was because I was like putting so much pressure on myself because I didn't feel good enough. And so I assumed that I had to prove myself to everyone there. And because I was in the energy of I'm not good enough, I have to prove myself. And these people are better than me. And these judges are better than me. And like everyone here is fucking better than me. Then I just lost all control of my own, <laughs> my own body and my own thoughts and emotions. And what happened was I obviously didn't get too far because I uh, like I got farther than I thought I would with like not knowing how to dance, like forgetting how to dance, but I didn't get too far. And uh, then I got sent home a few hours later after like all that work. And uh, I remember feeling so fucking depressed. And now looking back, I'm like, oh my God, the fact that I put my happiness in someone else's hands and I woke up that morning feeling good and I left feeling like so fucking depressed is like uh, so crazy to me now. I'm like, how dare I put my happiness and fulfillment in somebody else's hands? Like I wasted my whole, like a few weeks on being sad about that. And uh, I didn't have the awakening then, but a few months later I moved to LA. I'm in LA and if I would book a dance job, I would be like the best dancer in the fucking world. And if I wouldn't, I would be calling my mom crying hysterically for like three hours being like, why did I move out to LA? Like I suck, I'm horrible. And as I was doing this, I sort of see a pattern. And, I, and it was this was in a, like the beginning of my spiritual awakening when I was 19. And I was like, wait a minute, how is it that I am uh, like feeling so good about myself if I get called out in class or called out to make the video or booking the job, but I feel like complete shit trash can vibes if I don't. Like, what the fuck is that about? And I'm like, oh, my value in myself is conditional. My value in myself is conditional. It is conditional based upon what someone else is going to say about me and if someone else is going to book me in for a dance job or not. And I started to have this like awakening of like, fuck, my happy, I am like literally my whole, my sense of happiness is dependent on every fucking person around me and what they have to say about me. And that's when I started to learn self-image work. 
So I start to learn self-image work and I've worked through the limiting belief of, well, if I'm not hard on myself, I'm going to be complacent. Actually, you're going to actually just reap the benefits of your hard work if you're not hard on yourself. Because what happens, who in here, who in here has felt like they've worked so hard at something, so hard day in and day out, and they're not reaping the benefits? Who in here has, has felt that at some point, whether it's now or sometime in your life? Let me know. What happens is I was working so, so, so hard because I thought hard work equaled success. No, how you feel about yourself equals the outcome you're going to get. Yes, right now, me. Yep, good, good. I was coming to this awakening, okay? I was realizing, wait a minute, I'm out here working my ass off, not partying, not drinking, not do I never touched a fucking drug. And uh, well, other than the prescribed prednisone <laughs> that I took, but that was originally for asthma. <laughs> but I never touched like other drugs. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I was like, fuck, like, I'm going to these classes. I don't know if you guys know, but like Millennium Dance Studio, it's like the really well-known one with the red wall in LA. And uh, I was watching all these people like uh, get called out for the videos and uh, and book all these jobs because I did auditions as, as the same. I made the same auditions as a lot of them. And I I knew what they did on the weekends. Like I knew what they, I knew that they were like doing a bunch of drugs. I knew they were drinking. I knew they were like partying. I knew they were like not really caring. But they were the ones booking the fucking jobs. They were the ones getting called out of class. And I was like, huh, this is going against my belief system. Like, I thought I'd be the one booking all the jobs because I work the hardest. Doesn't fucking matter how hard you work. If you're not uh, like having, I had so much resistance and so much of a want for these outcomes because I was reliant on them to feel better about myself. Do you see what I'm saying? I was reliant on these outcomes to feel, fill the value wound, fill the self image wound. And because I was reliant on them, I was needy of them. When we're needy of something, that's fucking the most repelling energy ever. Imagine if someone's highly needy of you. They're like, can you do this? Can you hang out with me 24 seven? Can you be this way? Can you do this? You'd be like, get the fuck away from me, dude. You know what I mean? I'm at, like, have you ever been needy of someone and it's pushed them away? It puts you in such a needy energy. And then we end up pushing that thing away because that creates extreme, extreme resistance. And we put it on a pedestal. Whenever we put something on a pedestal, we take ourselves down. We basically tank our self image. You know what I'm saying? So what I was doing was I was breaking, I was understanding this belief of like the harder I work does not equal the more I get. It doesn't. And again, I'm all about working hard, not like not, you know, doing the inspired actions you need to do to like get the thing you desire. However, what is the energy behind why you're working hard? And that's what you're going to keep manifesting. When I started, I was about like a year or two into my spiritual awakening at this point, And I was like starting to kind of like really not resonate with dance anymore. So I stopped really caring. I'm on this audition for this like pop artist that everyone would know the name of. And uh, I remember just like not giving a fuck. Like I didn't even care to learn the choreography of the audition. Everyone there, you know, looked like me was about five, four blonde athletic body type. Like everyone, everyone there looked like me. I'm like, I'm fucking over this shit. So I... <laughs> 
I don't care. I don't, I don't follow the choreography. I don't learn it. I'm in the back making up my own dance. Like I'm so over it at that point. I'm just going because my agency sent me and I was like, oh, I guess I should go. I was kind of like halfway out the door. I don't care. I get a call like five hours later that I book this fucking job. And I'm like, you've got to have the wrong person. <laughs> like I definitely did it. Like I definitely wasn't even trying. They go, no, no, no. Like it's you. And I go, this is Allie. Like, are you sure? They're like, yeah, yeah. Like you booked it. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, my dream dance job. Okay. That I like had on a pedestal for so long. The second I stopped fucking caring, <laughs> I just booked it because I didn't have anything on a pedestal. I didn't make it mean anything about me and it didn't determine my value or not. I was doing the self-image work where I was starting to understand wasn't full embodiment yet, but I was starting to understand that I was just valuable whether or not anything external was going on or not. And when we understand our value, we take the grip off those external things and it allows us to flow to us. If I'm trying to water a fucking garden and I'm squeezing the damn hose so tight and I'm like, get this fucking water out of here. Like water, I'm like, it's not gonna, the water's not gonna flow out, man. Like I'm gonna have to, I gotta just let the water come out and it's gonna come out really easily and it's gonna water the fucking garden, okay? So I was like, I need this fucking dance job because I'm not gonna feel worthy. I'm not gonna feel okay without it. But I realized if I just fucking go like this and what helps me go like this is knowing that I'm gonna be okay because this does not determine my worth. This does not determine my value. And that lets us take our grip off. And then what happens is we start attracting things because we start attracting things to us because we feel valuable already. And then everything we manifest just amplifies and is like a cherry on top of that feeling but we don't need those things to feel that way. And so what's really cool is when we heal the self-image wound, it's not just healing self-image wound for fun. We actually start to align and manifest with the things we desire because we take the grip off, because we take it off a pedestal, because we realize we're valuable with or without it. So we no longer need these things to feel any kind of anything anymore. How do we desire something in a balanced, healthy way? Good. We're going to go into that on day five of becoming the full embodiment of your higher self. So, uh, not only does healing the self-image wound just make you fucking feel better on the inside and just stop you from just constantly fighting with yourself every fucking day, but you also start to question your life. You also start to question your life. I've watched even my boyfriend, Justin, heal like his self-image stuff like right before my eyes. And as he's healing it the past few years, He's like, why am I doing certain things? Like, I don't even want to do this anymore. And then he's realizing like, oh, I was only ever doing this to try and like prove something to other people. And I'm like, fuck, I know. Like I used to do that all the fucking time. So what are you doing right now 
that is just trying to one, prove something to other people or two, try and make yourself feel valuable. But here's the thing, even if we get that, even if I would have booked that So You Think You Can Dance thing and I would have been on this show and I would have done the whole thing, it wouldn't have healed the self-image wound. It would have amplified it. I would have made myself an energy match for people to be highly critical of me because I was highly critical of myself. I work with one of these actors and one of these actors, that sounded funny. I work with an actor and a few, when everyone was getting canceled, she got canceled, canceled. And she's like, I don't know why this is happening. Like, I'm such a good person. Like I, uh, I am always so nice to people. Like I didn't do anything wrong. All these things. She's like, why is this happening to me? What's this mean? And I was like, yes, you're a kind person to other people, but the level of kindness you're giving to yourself is like at a fucking zero. Like your self-image is like a negative two. So people aren't going to respond to you the way that you're responding to people. They're going to respond to you the way you're responding to yourself. So we started, so what had happened was her self-image was so low and she ignored the signs for years and years and years, the other mini reflections and the other things popping up that she had to get fucking canceled on a massive level to get her fucking attention. So the acting didn't heal her self-image. The job she booked on the show didn't heal her self-image. It amplified it. It amplified the low self-image. It amplified it on a big, big way. And as soon as we started to shift and heal, everyone kind of just like forgot. Which like she was like wrongly canceled anyway. It was like the stupidest thing ever. But everyone just kind of like forgot about it. Because she was no longer a match for people to like, you know, shit on her and beat her the fuck up every single day. Okay, so what I want us to do is that we're going to start to connect to our innate soul value. Okay, so it's important to remember that our souls choose every single Thing about us on purpose for a purpose before we even get here on earth and enter human body. Every single physicality down to what your pinky toenail looks like, every single attribute and quality you embody, if you think you have to change qualities about yourself to access success, you have been lied to. That is not the truth. What do you think that God fucked up, that source fucked up on you, that your soul fucked up and made everyone else perfect except for you? No. Did God write in the sky, everyone else is good except for you? No, it's not the ultimate truth. We have been conditioned to think we have to change and be like other people in order to become successful, whatever successful looks like to you. But your soul wouldn't choose these attributes about you unless they were here to help you. Again, like we talked about yesterday, your soul chose everything you were going to do in this lifetime. If you get in alignment with it and if you like work through any beliefs telling you you're not going to do it and can't have it, right? So, And also, in order to do those things, your soul chose every single attribute, every single physicality about you on purpose for a purpose to assist you in getting those things done. So everything about yourself that you think is bad is actually here to help you. 
You are already perfect. It is just your perception is out of alignment. You are already perfect. It is just your perception is out of alignment with yourself. Okay. In high school, I used to get beat up for being a procrastinator. Like people would just like, like my mom, love her, but like she would like be mad at me. My teachers, everyone was like, you're never going to be successful if you're a procrastinator. And I'm like, fuck, like maybe they're right. So I tried to not procrastinate. I didn't do well in school. The only class I did well in was English. And in English, I would always procrastinate writing the essays for the books or the whatever. And when I would procrastinate, I would get like a pretty good grade, like an A or a B, which was like, even a B was like highly good for me. And then I... Uh, was getting like, you know, mentally beat up and telling people telling me like, you're never gonna be successful. Like you're procrastinator. You can't do that the night before. So then I was like, okay, let me listen to these people. And then I would, I tried to write the paper like two weeks before it was due. I got a fucking like C, I think, or maybe a D. I can't remember, but it was like way lower than I normally get. And not that like grades in school matter, but this is just kind of like an example to, to show you this. And I was like, what the fuck? Like I listened to these other people try to change myself and I ended up doing worse. I ended up doing worse. So I was like, fuck you guys. Like, I'm going to go be a procrastinator. I'm going to own it. And when I had my spiritual awakening, I started finding good things that came from the attribute of being a procrastinator. My soul did not choose to embody that quality if it was going to hurt me and hold me back. It chose to embody that quality to help me. Now, in this universe, nothing is fully good and nothing is fully bad. Hey, Justin, Justin's in here. We were just talking about you. I love you. Nothing's fully good, nothing's fully bad, okay? Everything in this universe has to have both. So that means the attributes that you are beating yourself up for, let's say procrastination being one of them, actually has a lot of good things that come from it. What are they? Great question, glad you asked. Well, I have a fire under my ass, if you can't tell. I work really, really well under pressure. I get what takes people five weeks to do done in 30 fucking minutes. All of those things are incredible qualities for what my soul needs to like have to be able to do and accomplish what it's here to do and accomplish in this lifetime. Okay. So I started to fall in love with the fact that I'm a procrastinator. I stopped even calling myself that. I crossed off that and I started going, I have a fire under my ass. I get things done in a short amount of time that would take other people a really long time to do. I work great under pressure. And all of those things are like, oh my God, like incredible qualities to have. Instantly, my self-image is boosted and raised because I'm seeing how the innate qualities my soul chose are here to help me. And they're great qualities to fucking have. Imagine doing that over and over and over again. And now what happens is two things. Now we're finding our sense of self-image and our sense of value from within, from literally the attributes that our soul chose about us on purpose for purpose. Nobody, no one can take those away from you. No one, it's innately yours. No one can take it away from you. It's not something to go out and reach. And now when we have this and we're connected to this, what happens? Well, if our self-image is high, who remembers what happens? People start to see our value. Relationships start to see our value. 
People start to want to buy what you're selling because they're seeing the value in your product. People start wanting to hire you because they see your value. Money starts to come to you more because you're now in the same energy and frequency of money because energy and frequency is, of money is value. You can manifest things without feeling this way, but it's always going to be a temporary band-aid. The band-aid is going to fall off. You're not going to feel value. Your, your worthiness wound is going to then be triggered again, and you're going to have to go search for the next best thing. And you're going to constantly, constantly over and over and over and over and over again, make it mean something fucking about you. And that is a fucking tiring and exhausting life to live. I lived it for the first 19 years of my life and I was already exhausted. Imagine living your whole fucking life like that. It is an exhausting life to live. So not only can you just fucking live with yourself and become your own best friend and not be constantly using your energy to fight with yourself, when you have more energy because you're done fighting with yourself, you're probably going to get more ideas. You're probably going to manifest more money. You're probably going to have more time and energy to go do other things and more confidence because you haven't spent like 20 fucking hours a day fighting yourself in the mirror. So this is my favorite place to manifest from because I'm manifesting from a balanced place. I'm creating my desired reality from a balanced place where, yes, these external things are cool, but I'm good fucking without them because they don't mean anything about me. They mean fucking nothing about me. Okay, so right now I want everyone to write in the chat, what is something, what's a quality about you that you think you need to change or that you've been told you need to change to be successful or that you don't like, that you think holds you back? I'm going to give you an example of how you're going to do this. You're going to find three good things, three beneficial things that come from that quality that you think is bad. Remember, nothing's fully bad or good. Everything is both at the same time. It's our decision what perception of it we are going to see. Sleeping in every day. Good. Good. This is great. I love this one. Who the fuck said that waking up at 4 a.m. is going to make you successful. I know I said it, just people who like think they have to do that. Um, if you feel called to wake up at 4am to be successful and that's like, you're just like wake up naturally at four and that's like when you get your best work done and you want to do that. And that's just natural to you. Incredible. Keep doing it. If it's not natural to you, then why the fuck are you doing it? Because if you're forcing yourself to be someone you're not because someone else in a book said that that was what's going to make you successful, because one, it either worked for them or two, it's their own insecurity, then they're projecting it into a book, then uh, you're forcing yourself and you're using all your energy to go be someone else and you're going to have no energy to then actually do what you want to do and actually be creative and actually create the things that you desire to create. So being able to sleep in, I mean, I don't fucking like... And sometimes I have to set an alarm because like I have something earlier in the day. But like if I don't have anything earlier in the day, I'm not setting an alarm just to like set a fucking alarm. You know, like why the fuck would I do that? If I sleep and I'm well rested, then I'm going to be more creative. I'm going to be more connected to my intuition. I'm going to be more like productive. So uh, sleeping in like you are well rested, you're more creative and you're more connected to your intuition. Those are three great things. Let's see. Oversharing, talking so much. Okay. Well, what's the benefits of oversharing? How many people who have helped a lot of people heal are not oversharing? 
I mean, I'm totally oversharing right here. I'm, I'm spending a full hour just talking, right? But it's beneficial for everyone involved right now, right? So uh, every, anyone who's written a book, anyone who's ever done a talk, anyone who's ever had a podcast, anyone who's ever made a TikTok video, they're all talking and oversharing. And what are they doing? They're helping people in one way or another. So you have an incredible ability to be connected to your emotions. You have an incredible ability to help people. You have an incredible ability to be relatable to people. Those are three right there. Good. Stubborn. Cool. I'm super stubborn. <laughs> like insanely stubborn. And uh, stubbornness actually is a quality of a lot of leaders in the world. I'm very stubborn and I use it to be so committed to the tools that I talk about. I'm like so stubborn that I'm like, my tools are, are it. And, uh, and, uh, that is the quality that everyone who teaches anything has to feel right. I, everyone else who's doing great things in the world probably is convinced their tools are it and they're right because no one's right. No one's wrong. Whatever you believe to be true about yourself is going to be true. So being stubborn helps me root to my teachings. And when I'm rooted to my teachings, I'm able to help people better because I'm so rooted to what I'm saying. Because I'm rooted to what I'm saying, it also is highly effective. Um, good, let's see, hyper-independence. Good, hyper-independence is incredibly beneficial, one, because uh, you are able to lead yourself. You're able to lead yourself. It's an, two, it's an incredible quality to be able to uh, be your own source of home. So not relying on external things or people to make you feel some type of way. That's another great quality that comes from that. And three, you get a fuck ton of shit done. And uh, you're, you're going to probably make a lot of money from that quality if you're not already. Good. Insecurity. Insecurity is, uh, one, it's not who our soul is. Okay. Our soul's not insecure. Our conscious mind is. So remember that. But if we are experiencing insecurity, then what's great things about that? That makes us relatable. If I never experienced insecurity, I wouldn't be able to like not experience it and then teach like how to go from it to not experience it. You know what I mean? So it makes you relatable. It makes you empathetic and uh, it makes you uh, have uh, a high level of compassion for people. Cool. So remember when we have things like not even have, when we're experiencing things like insecurity or I do this with clients who are experiencing chronic illness. Like instead of saying I have this, like I have chronic illness or I have insecurity or I have anxiety or I have, or if we say, if we're saying have, we're taking ownership of it. We're making it our identity. When we make it our identity. It's a lot harder to shift out of and heal from. So instead of saying I have, let's say I'm experiencing, I'm experiencing anxiety right now. Even, even like an eating disorder that I've been through in the past, like I, I experienced the eating disorder. I wasn't the eating disorder. I was experiencing it. If we are saying have, we're taking ownership and it's now becoming a part of the character that we're creating as our identity. And it makes it a lot harder to like heal and move on and, and, and create a new identity. So if you're experiencing insecurity, it's just, it's not who you are. It's just something you're experiencing. We all, we all have, we all do. 
Okay, let's see. Good, indecisive. So uh, indecisive is an incredible quality because here's what things come from that. You think things through. You weigh all options, okay? And who can think of one more thing? Who can type in the chat one more thing that being indecisive would be helpful with? I'll wait. Because this is going to be your homework. We're going to do this stuff together at home tonight. So what's one more quality that uh, more opportunity is good? That's good. So you keep yourself available. Mm-hmm. Making, making better choices, good, incredible. Waiting for all options, good, 100%. Thoughtful, you're thoughtful. Yeah, you're seeing all perspectives. Good, really see, you guys are doing it. You hold a standard for yourself, good. Keeping your standards high, yep, good. Multi-talented, yes, considerate, incredible. See all these incredible things that are coming? from being indecisive. So what calmness and powerful. Yep. Good. So none of these, there's nothing you have to change about yourself. And the second we, we start, we stop trying to change and start just using our energy to actually get connected and rooted to these attributes instead. Holy fuck. Imagine the fucking things that we can do. Imagine the things that you can accomplish in your life. Cool. Okay. Let's see one more in here. Um, let me scroll back up. Let's see. Social anxiety is a common one in here. Okay. So social anxiety. What are great things about social anxiety? One, I guarantee you don't have social anxiety. You are just highly intuitive and you're just picking up on other people's energy when you are social. 99.9% .9 sure that that's what that is. So you're highly fucking gifted. You're highly empathetic. You're highly intuitive. You're able to read the room and you're able to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the word. What's the word where you're like, it's not picky, but you're not just going to go like trust everybody. You're able, discerning, discerning. You're able to be discerning. Cool. Incredible qualities to have. I guarantee it's not social anxiety. I 100%, 99.9% think that it is that you are just a highly intuitive empath and are just taking on the energy of the room. Okay, so uh, let's see. How do you differentiate between accepting a quality or needing to heal it? Good. We cannot heal or change until we accept. So we cannot heal and change until we accept. So we want to fall in love with the quality and there's nothing to change about it because we're not, I'm not changing the fact that I'm a procrastinator. I'm falling in love with the fact that I'm a procrastinator and I'm seeing how it's benefiting me. If it's something like insecurity that's ready to be healed, we have to fall in love with it first. How has that benefited you? For me, it's massively benefited me because if I wasn't so deeply insecure, I wouldn't be able to feel so deeply 
not insecure, so deeply confident. We can't feel, we can only feel the opposite of the emotion of what we've had. So if we've just been like a little bit insecure, we can only feel like a little bit confident. You know what I'm saying? But I was so deeply insecure that I had the opportunity to feel so deeply confident. And in that process, I was able to create a brand and business for myself and help other people do the same thing, which has allowed me to meet so many people, build so many friendships, create a uh, abundant financial living for myself and uh, where I can also enjoy life. So uh, it, we cannot change until we accept the current reality that is going on right now. There was an experiment that you can watch on YouTube or whatever. Um, it's like the rice experiment. And then I saw another kid um, recently do this as like a science project. Um, and I saw this like video on TikTok, but it's the same concept. So the rice project was you cook rice and then you put it in two different containers the one container you're like oh my god i love you so much like you're so incredible you're so this you're so that acknowledging all the incredible things the other one you're like i fucking hate you you're a fucking asshole you're a bitch you're this you're that you're the other thing like you're so not good at this you're fat you're whatever after 30 days the rice that people were like saying really mean things to got really moldy and gross the rice people were saying nice things to like stayed the same then i saw a uh, little kid do like a science project, the same thing with flowers. And uh, he was like saying really nice things to the one flower, saying really mean things to the other. The mean, the mean flower died and the nice flower stayed alive. So our cells are hearing us with what we're saying. And it is getting absorbed into our electromagnetic field. And it's getting radiated out to the world. So if we're being highly critical or judgmental of ourselves, or failing to see our value or our innate worth, that is now being programmed in our electromagnetic field. And now that is how people are going to treat us. It is how we are going to then experience our reality around us. Okay, do we have any questions so far? I have one more thing to go over, but any questions so far? Go ahead and type them in. It takes like there, it's a little laggy. What about being overweight? What about being overweight? What's your question about that? Extra fat on the body is feeling the need to protect yourself. So if you think about it, extra fat on the body, like if I had extra fat on my arm and I whacked my arm, it wouldn't hurt as bad if, as if I didn't have extra fat on my arm. So the body loves us so much that if there is extra fat that's unnecessary being manifested on the body, it is protecting yourself from your own critical words about yourself. So you're saying all these critical things and having all these judgments about yourself and beating yourself up constantly about one thing or another. And so your body loves you so fucking much Everybody loves you so fucking much that it is going to manifest extra fat to protect your words from hitting your organs and creating a deeper problem like a disease or an ailment within there. So you can accept and love the extra fat because it's just protecting you and then from there you can shift it. Can you explain how you see money in relationship with money? Money we'll talk more about on day five.
Good. Okay. So uh, let me see here if my notes loaded. I know I had one other thing to go over and I want to make sure we get everything because I fucking love this topic. Keep sending your questions in though while I see if this like I typed them on my phone and then they wouldn't get in my computer right away when I opened it just right now. Oh, here we go. It came up. Let me make sure we got everything because this is my favorite topic. Like I cannot, usually I like don't write too many notes. I just kind of chill and wing it, but I want to make sure we got everything going that I really wanted to talk about today. Okay. Okay. The one last thing I wanted to go into is a, uh, Oh, let's see. I was diagnosed with MS. Do you believe we can heal ourselves? 100%. 100%. Um, I, in Unfuck Yourself Academy, there is two modules, like both, I think it's like all over, like two and a half hours long total. And it's called Body Talks. And I go through every part of the body and every ailment that like we could think of. And I talk about the emotional root cause. And then I go into how to heal it. So anything on our physical body, um, is an emotional root cause. So everything in this world started out as a thought. So this water bottle started out as a thought. Someone had to think of this water bottle, of the design, of the color, of the whatever, and they had to sketch it out. They had to tell someone, they sent it to a manufacturer, then it got manifested into a physical thing. So every physical ailment in the body started off as a thought, as an emotional thought. We held on to that emotion for a very, very, very long time, then that emotion manifested into the body. How we heal the body is by going to the emotional root cause and healing the emotion. So in Unfuck Yourself Academy, we have actually a whole section on that. Um, it's called Body Talks, and I break down the emotional root cause of everything. MS is in there, and um, we go into the steps on how to actually heal it from the body. Helped a lot of people. I've healed asthma for myself. I've helped a lot of people heal like chronic illness and stuff like that. Well, they healed themselves. I just taught them how to. And it's insanely possible. I've seen it over and over and over and over again. Even if like I get an ear infection and like my ears like massively hurting, I immediately look at the emotional root cause. The pain starts to subside almost instantly. Okay, so one other thing I want to really, really go into is actually there's two. Actually, there's probably three. I have a lot on here is, uh, you know what, you know how we always wonder, like, why do bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things happen to good people? And why do good things happen to, quote, bad people, right? Again, remember, no one's good or bad, but I'm just kind of saying, like, what people say. Why this happens is because God slash source, whatever word resonates with you, universe, whatever word you use, is not biased. God, source, slash, universe, I'm just going to say source to just encompass it all. Source does not, source is not biased. Source does not care what you're doing. We create our own reality. So like I was saying, I work so hard. I was working so hard. I was working so hard. I was working so hard. But my mind and my, my image of myself and my thoughts were, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. So now I'm creating a world where I'm not good enough. So I could be the greatest person in the world, the kindest person in the world, but I could not think I'm kind enough. And because I'm beating myself up, now I'm manifesting a world that's also beating me up. Source is not biased. Source is not going to be like, oh, you shot somebody, but you uh, gave someone a million dollars. You win. No, 
<laughs> it's how we feel about ourselves that creates our reality. So source gets blamed all the time. Like, oh, God hates me. The universe hates me. Like uh, the universe is testing me. No, we are creating these things ourselves. We are creating these things ourselves. If, if a quote bad person is quote doing bad things, again, nothing's good or bad, but just for the sake of teaching this, I'm going to say that. If a bad person's doing bad things, then, but they don't have any type of way, but like they're not beating themselves up about, about it or anything, and they like actually maybe have a high self image, <laughs> then they will attract things that mirror their high self image. If a good person, which happens a lot, really, really, really kind people tend to be the hardest on themselves, but so loving to everyone else. And then they wonder, why am I giving all this love? Why am I giving all this love? Why am I giving all this love and I'm not getting anything back? Well, because they forgot to also give themselves love. And that's where self-love comes into play. Self-love is the ability to prioritize yourself and put yourself first. Because when we put ourselves first, we are then able to honestly be there for other people more and also not get resentful. And we prioritize ourselves. What happens in our energy field? Who can tell me? What happens in our energy field when we prioritize ourselves? What's going to happen? What's going to get created back to us? Other people putting us first, other or prioritizing us, other people committing to us. Okay. Can you talk about karma? Why it's not real? Yes, karma is not real because of this topic that I'm talking about. Soul karma is real, but that's like another topic that's like karma coming from lifetimes. But karma, like, oh, I'm going to do a nice thing to you. So if someone does a nice thing to me, that's not real. What ha what's real is how we treat ourselves or how other people are going to treat us. And when we treat ourselves right, we end up treating other people even better. Okay. So treating yourself right is not selfish. It's actually the most selfless thing that you can do because when you treat yourself right, when you bring your energy to yourself first, when you prioritize yourself first, you're then better able to show up for other people. This morning, if I would have rolled out of bed and came and taught this instantly, I wouldn't be half the communicator I am right now and be able to show up as good for you right now because I wouldn't have taken the morning to kind of fill myself up, do what I needed to do to show up at my highest 100% capacity today. So me putting myself first is actually benefiting everyone who ever takes this course ever. So it's the most selfless thing that you can do it's selfish to not put yourself first and expect other people to get your what you need from other people. And now you're expecting to get what you need from other people. And that's selfish, right? We've got it all backwards. It's the most selfless thing to prioritize, put yourself first. One, you show up way better for other people. Two, you stop getting resentful. Three, you then also create a reality where other people and other things prioritize you. In your business, if you don't feel like people prioritizing paying you for your products, where are you not prioritizing yourself? Look at it in all areas of life. So karma doesn't exist because God is not biased. Source is not biased. And in source's eyes, source loves everyone, the person who murdered 1,100 people and the person who uh, gives away $2 billion every year to homeless, like just the same, just the same. Because we are all everything. And the second we start to own that, the second we start to own that is when we can skyrocket our self-image. So uh, there's no good people. There's no bad people. There's just people. 
and we just uh, have different things going on, different lessons to learn and different things of life. And uh, if you see really, really kind people and you're wondering why things are just continue to not go right for them, it's because God is not biased. They have to be the one to use that kindness on also themselves. And then when they start to do that, then they can create a life where people are being kind back and where they are uh, then getting what they need from life. Love this part. I love this part too. If I believe that someone will get karma, will they? No. They will not. And the only reason we would want someone to get karma is because we have resentment toward them, but that resentment's here to teach us something. So uh, instead of like using that resentment to just like waste energy on them, like let's use that resentment to uh, understand why we're resentful, to let it teach us something, let it expand us into new levels. Cool. So uh, how does soul karma work then with manifesting in the events of our lives? Um, good. Soul karma is a whole other thing. Um, I do think we talk about that a little bit in Unfuck Yourself Academy, but that's like a whole other, a whole other topic. Okay. One last thing is that we cannot outrun our low, the low self-image that we are experiencing. We cannot run it. So <laughs> we can't like run away from the world, go into someone in here. <laughs> I won't say your name, but if you want to come forward, the other day we were in one of our last live Q and A's for the Unfuck Yourself Academy. And she said to me, she said, Allie, I've been meditating. I cut everyone out of my life. I have locked myself in my house. I haven't seen anyone. And uh, now there's bugs all over in my house. <laughs> I was like, thank you because you just proved my point that I've been talking about the past few weeks, like just on social media. I, I was like, you can't outrun your triggers. So you can cut everyone out. You can run away, lock yourself in your house. You can run away into the woods, into your cabin, not have Wi-Fi, not be in contact with anyone, and it will find you. <laughs> the feelings of self-doubt will find you. The feelings for her, she had irritation. People irritated her. Then she locked herself in the house. She had just gnats all over her house, wouldn't go away. And she was like highly irritated. The irritation will find you. It finds you. <laughs> it, it, you cannot run away from it. So if you think that, uh, that, uh, like completely taking yourself out of the matrix is going to heal your self-image wounds. It won't. Your self-image wounds will find you in the forest. They will find you in the cabin. They will find you locked in your house. They will find you in the middle of the ocean. They will find you wherever you go. <laughs> Somehow, some way. So uh, my friend had fleas in her house. <laughs> oh my God. Oh no. I did that. I had an ant infestation last year. See, that's what happens. They will find you if you're annoyed with people and you lock yourself away because you don't want to live in the matrix or you don't want to whatever. It's going to find you. The real flex is being able to hack the matrix while simultaneously living in it while simultaneously like uh, hacking the system <laughs> and uh, understanding that your triggers, you can't outrun them. 
even if I've talked to souls and channeled souls who have um, ended their own life in this life, and they tell me, they're like, I'm going to just come back, like, literally with the same problems, but times 10. So even trying to uh, take yourself out of this current reality and human suit, your soul is ever, your soul lives on forever. So your soul remembers and your soul comes back with the same problems, but times 10. Like you can't even outrun it that way. So like, don't even like, why, why bother? Right? So uh, there's no way to outrun your own reflections and your own uh, like low self image or the, or the self image wounds. If you want to be free and clear of them, we do the inner work that we've been doing on it today, like finding the attributes and that kind of thing. I'm gonna give you homework in a second. They will find you. There's not right. So many people in here tell me they, they had bugs in their apartment <laughs> because you were trying to run away from irritation, right? So uh, even if we try to outrun it, it will find the feelings of self-doubt will find you. If you run away from it at one job, it'll find you in the next. If you run away from it in one relationship, it'll find you in the next. We can't outrun it. So you might as well shift it because <laughs> there's no outrunning it. It will find you. We think and we fantasize and we romanticize these other possibilities of living or these other ways of, of, of living in life or like other people that to date or other places to live or other things to create. And we romanticize it, right? We put it on a pedestal and we think it's going to make us feel something. We think it's going to heal this wound. It doesn't. And that's a great way to take it off the pedestal too. When we take it off the pedestal, we end up creating it easier and better and have a better experience anyway. It won't heal. You can't outrun it. I've tried. <laughs> See, many other people try. You can't outrun it. So you might as well shift it now. And this is the only thing you'll ever need to do to manifest what you want and align with the reality you want. Because when we just connect to our innate value, we don't then need anything else to make us feel valuable. When we don't need anything else to make us feel valuable. We take our hands off the fucking neediness hose and we let things flow. And now we're letting these things just flow to us and they just amplify how we already feel. Cool. So what your homework is today. And again, in Unfuck Yourself Academy, we have uh, four or five, four to five modules of self-image and self-love and value healing. Like each module is like 40 minutes to an hour long. So it's very intense in there. We go very, very deep into the brain reprogramming and the homework in there. Um, for today, what your homework is, is to write down qualities that you think hold you back. And you're going to find three beneficial qualities from each of those things. Now, who remembers from yesterday, how do we turn something from an affirmation to a brain reprogramming statement? How do we do that? Who remembers? We have to connect it to what? A memory or prove it to ourselves. So once you find these qualities, you're going to connect these qualities to a specific memory of when's the last time you can remember being that quality to prove it to yourself. So for example, if I am going, um, I'm a procrastinator. Okay, well, that lights a fire under my ass. I'm going to then think about, okay, I have a firelit under my ass, <laughs> which is a good thing. So I'm going to remember the last time that I can remember feeling that way. Literally two minutes before we started this, I'm like, fuck yes, I love talking about self-image. It's my favorite thing ever. And how is that beneficial? I am allowing the work that works for me 
to potentially help and work for everyone who is here listens to this. So I just proved it to myself that I have a fire lit under my ass. Or if I'm going, I'm so funny. I'm not just going to be general and go, I'm funny, just whatever people laugh at me. People think my jokes are funny. No, I'm going to go last Thursday at 1 p.m. at lunch with this person. I said this and we laughed and I felt funny in that moment. Very, very specific, specific examples. That is going to change your I am funny, which is a conscious affirmation to a subconscious brain reprogramming statement because you are literally proving it to yourself. You're connecting your heart brain, your emotions. When we connect our emotions, what happens? Who remembers? What happens when we connect our emotions? Our energy shifts. Our energy shifts. Then we build the neural pathway. We build the neural pathway. Our EMF field, our creator field shifts. It starts to project different things. We're getting connected. This is how we're getting connected to our innate soul attributes. Okay. In Unfuck Yourself Academy, we do a lot more things with this and get so much more connected to them to the point where it's like, fuck, I'm connected to all of these fucking things. Like when you're connected to all of them or a lot of them, it's over. Like there's nothing or no one who could make you feel different or there's nothing that could tell you your values outside of you. It's a really empowering, powerful place to be. So find the things you think hold you back. Find three beneficial qualities that come from that. Then for each quality you find, connect it back to your memory of when's the last time you can remember feeling that way. Very specific, not just general, very specific. Then the last thing you're going to do is we can't see in other people what we don't have in ourselves. We can't see in other people what we don't have within ourselves. Meaning, if you like qualities about other people, instead of being like, oh my God, that person's so creative, like, fuck, like now I suck because I'm not as creative and like beating yourself up or getting getting jealous. If you're getting jealous, it's literally because your soul has it too and your soul's just like feeling jealous that you're not seeing that in yourself. We can't see in anyone else what we don't have and embody in ourselves. So knowing that, the next thing you're going to do for homework is write down a few people that you like qualities about them. Write down what qualities you like about them. Then you're going to find where you have that quality in yourself and prove it to yourself by a specific memory. So if you think someone's creative, you wouldn't be able to see that creativity unless You had it in yourself. So they're going to go, when's the last time I remember feeling creative? Oh, last week I did this and I felt really creative. Even if it was a microsecond, connect to it. Prove it to yourself. That's how you shift your subconscious, build a new neural pathway, connect on a soul emotion level. Cool. Oh, thank you, Beth. That's so sweet. Thank you. Connect on an emotional level. So you guys... uh, You make me cry. Thank you. That's very, very sweet. Thank you. So we want to connect these attributes on an emotional level. The more we connect emotionally, the more we shift, the more we're connected to our innate value. Okay. We cannot experience in someone else what we do not have in ourselves. We just, it's just our perception 
that is out of alignment because we've just been trained to beat ourselves up. Okay, that is your homework. Now in Unfuck Yourself Academy, we have way more modules with this. We do a lot more with this. And we, by the time you're done with this phase in Unfuck Yourself Academy, your self-image is like so high. Like maybe even a little too high, but there's no, no such thing as too high. <laughs> so uh, if you want more of that, you can find that in the Unfuck Yourself Academy. It launches or is open on Sunday. Even negative traits. Remember, there is no negative. Everything is both positive and negative. So find the things that you think are holding you back. Find the good in them and connect to that. This isn't about like um, spiritual bypassing or like being positive. I hate that word. Ugh, hate that word. Hate be positive. I like be neutral. I like see all, all of it. <laughs> I like saying be neutral way more than be positive. I think that's the most cringiest thing anyone could ever say to me is be positive. Um, because if you're feeling a certain way, it's for a reason. It's here to show you something. Um, but we can turn that feeling into something that's going to work for us better. So if you're beating yourself up about being a procrastinator, whatever it is, see, it's just about shifting your perception and seeing the neutrality in it and seeing how it's simultaneously also working for you. Your soul chose it on purpose for a purpose. Nothing about you was a mistake. I, I promise you. Talk to a lot of souls are very, very intentional, very intentional about how they're choosing your physicality and your inner attributes and everything, everything else. Very intentional. Okay. Amazing. Good. So uh, that's your homework. Focus on that today. I need reports back in the DMs. I need reports back tomorrow. I need lots of reports back about how this goes. If I accept my extra fat and love it, will it manifest off or do I need to be dieting, exercising too? Well, we're in a physical world. We're energetic beings in a physical world. So we both need the energetic, emotional healing and the physical action. So help the physical action actually work by doing the emotional healing first. Do the emotional healing. When you do the emotional healing, you'll be able to channel the best physical action for you. You'll be a match for the right physical action that will actually work this time. How do you know if something is a soul attribute that seems negative or a trauma response that's not authentically us? Good. So uh, can you give an example of that? I, uh, if I'm understanding your question right, essentially you're asking like, how do you know what attributes from your soul? How do you know what attribute is like a trauma response? So uh, soul knew, soul chose all your trauma. And we're going to go through that tomorrow on day three. But soul chose every single trauma that you've experienced for certain things it would bring out. So it knew what it was doing with that. Um, like perfectionism. Good. So perfectionism is uh, something that you would like break down and find the good parts of it, right? It makes your work, I'm sure, highly, highly incredible, right? And you would find the good parts of that. Soul knew the trauma it was choosing and it chose that trauma to, uh, to help shape you in a certain way so that when you could heal that trauma, the healings you got from it were going to massively benefit you and, and everyone around you in the world. We'll go more into that tomorrow. Okay, amazing, amazing. Do that homework. Think of as many attributes as you can. 
And again, in Unfuck Yourself Academy, in Academy, talking so fast, we have four, we have a full phase of this work. So I believe it's like four to five modules in there. I think it'll be five by the time you guys go through it. So if you want more of the self-image healing, you can find it in there. And I will see you tomorrow on day three for trauma healing and limiting belief healing. Amazing, everybody. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Christina. Christina was in UIA. Amazing. Incredible. Yes, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. You guys are so welcome. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day. I will see you tomorrow for day three. Mwah.